This episode contains depictions of murder, animal cruelty, and racist ideologies that some people may find disturbing. We advise caution for listeners under 13. Today, Europe is dotted with castles, sturdy fortresses that have survived since the Middle Ages. It's no wonder they've stood the test of time. Their massive stone walls, drawbridges, and moats were designed for strength and security to keep enemies from entering. Sentries could look out through tower windows to spot invaders approaching from miles away, or climb the tall turrets for an unobstructed 360-degree view. Even in times of peace, castles were well-situated to keep their occupants safe and moderately comfortable. The sprawling kitchens had all the necessary tools to feed occupants, and it was easy to stock up on new supplies because most were built along trade routes. However, in an isolated part of the Czech Republic lies a unique castle that doesn't have any of these features. The building is hidden deep within a vast wooded forest, and it apparently wasn't designed to keep attackers out, but to keep an enemy within. Hoska Castle sits atop a massive fracture in the Earth's surface on a limestone cliff. According to legend, its architects strategically chose its location to keep an unspeakable evil at bay, because Hoska was built over a gateway to hell. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know, but in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our first episode on Hoska Castle, a Gothic fortress built over 800 years ago in the Czech Republic. Allegedly, a demonic presence haunts the grounds, and the castle effectively acts as a levee, preventing a torrent of evil from spilling into our world. Today, we'll examine the folklore surrounding Hoska Castle. We'll consider why the medieval Bohemian people built the fortification and discuss the strange paranormal events that have haunted its reputation ever since. Next time, we'll try to solve the many mysteries of Hoska Castle, including whether the fortress is actually a safeguard against the pits of hell or a portal to the future. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Scholars believe Hoska Castle was built sometime in the 13th century, back when the Czech Republic was called Bohemia. However, the castle's legend begins centuries before then. 
We don't know who built this structure, but we do have a sense of why. According to a medieval history called Czech Chronicle, some of the earliest Bohemian settlers were exploring the region northeast of modern-day Prague. When they climbed a limestone cliff, they stumbled upon a strange hole in the ground. As far as they could tell, it was bottomless. They even tested the theory by dropping rocks down and listening to see how long it would take for them to hit ground. They never made a sound. The crevasse wasn't empty, though. Sometimes at night, villagers would hear strange growls and yelps from inside, as though a creature was scrabbling to get out. Even more concerning, locals reported otherworldly monsters terrorizing the region. As the stories go, strange hybrid creatures lived in the hole. At night, they'd climb out and prey on the settlers. When children went missing, everyone grimly lamented that the beasts had snatched them away into darkness. It wasn't long before the villagers began calling the opening a hole to hell. They tried to fill the chasm with stones, but failed. The crevasse swallowed everything they dropped into it with no end in sight. As the rumors swirled and more innocent children went missing, people began to demand some kind of solution. The problem was, they couldn't get rid of the hole if they didn't understand it. So a local powerful duke stepped forward with an idea. He approached several criminals with an offer. He'd grant them a full pardon if they'd agreed to be lowered into the shaft to act as the duke's eyes and ears. After their scouting mission was complete, the Duke's men would pull the prisoner up by a rope, they'd report what they'd seen, and they could go free. Despite the risks, a handsome young man who'd recently been convicted of a crime readily agreed to the bargain. He had his whole life ahead of him. A few minutes inside a pit seemed preferable to decades behind bars. When the time came for the man to explore the depths, a large crowd gathered around the cavern. The prisoner considered the thick rope that lay coiled near the hole's mouth as he wiped the sweat from his palms. Presumably, a few of the Duke's assistants helped tie a secure knot around his waist. Nobody wanted to see him slip to his death in the shadows. Once everything was ready, they lowered him down. For a long time, nothing happened. The man didn't shout or scream, nor did he describe whatever he was seeing. A few curious onlookers peered down into the chasm. Maybe the prisoner was so deep his shouts were inaudible, or perhaps he'd met an unspeakable fate. The rope jerked. It danced across the ground, as though someone was tugging on it wildly from below. It appeared the criminal reached the bottom. And maybe he had. But fear gripped the crowd as the man's terrified screams echoed out from the hole. The Duke's men leapt into action, pulling the rope to bring the man back up to ground level. All the while, he kept shouting and the rope continued to jerk. If they weren't careful, the assistants risked dropping the line and sending the man plunging back to whatever horrors lay below. Luckily, they kept their grips. And finally, the man got to the top. But his hair had turned white and he looked at least 30 years older. The change was more than physical. 
Judging by his nonsensical ramblings, he'd lost his mind as well. Officials sent him to an asylum for care, where he died a short while later. He never recovered enough to describe whatever it was he'd witnessed in the hole. Some reports claim that the Duke attempted the experiment with different prisoners, always against their will. However, each test yielded the same horrifying result. No matter what anyone tried, they never discovered what lay inside the pit. They only knew that, whatever it was, it was evil. Now, understandably, these legends are difficult to accept at face value. Today, we know that someone's hair can't inexplicably turn white after seeing something shocking. And mental health is significantly more complex than this account suggests. But even if you dismiss the story as fiction, it still says something about the relationship local settlers had to the whole. They were legitimately terrified of whatever lay at the bottom. And regardless of what caused their fear, leaders acted on it. Sometime in the mid to late 1200s, the King of Bohemia reportedly ordered his subjects to build a Christian chapel on top of the pit to seal it. Around the chapel, they erected a castle. No one knows why he thought this was necessary. Perhaps the Bohemian royalty hoped that a structure would contain whatever evil laid at the bottom of the pit. If so, they were wrong. Because even after Hoska finished construction, inexplicable events kept happening in the area. People reported seeing monsters, hearing screams, and feeling an overwhelming sense of dread as they approached the grounds. And cruel, barbaric conquerors repeatedly seized the structure and dwelled within its wicked walls, including Adolf Hitler. Coming up, Hoska Castle's mysterious history. You discover their practices, seek their advice, and let yourself become more vulnerable than ever before. They have the ability to heal what the doctors can't, or so they say. Hi listeners, it's Vanessa from the ParCast series Cults. Be sure to check out our four-part special on miracle healers airing right now. Meet figures from around the world who claimed powers and pushed remedies, but harbored more sinister intentions. You don't want to miss it. And if you're looking for more episodes on the most radical and deadly groups in history, tune in to Cults every Tuesday. From Jim Jones and the People's Temple, to Charles Manson and the Manson family, to Keith Raniere and Nexium, you'll uncover the unscrupulous methods used to turn bright-eyed recruits into die-hard believers. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Cults, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the story. Sometime in the 13th century, the people of Bohemia built Hoska Castle. Nobody's sure who constructed it or why, but according to legend, the fortress guards a gateway to hell. You may find this explanation unlikely, but one thing is certain. Hoska isn't like any other castle from the time, which is clear from the way it was designed. Most castles served as residences for nobility. They were comfortable, secure, and usually built in strategic locations. That way, its occupants could properly oversee and defend their land. However, 
Hoska Castle lies in the middle of a vast wilderness outside of Prague. It's remote, with miles of thick forests stretching in every direction around it. The region has no strategic value whatsoever. In addition, there are no water sources fit to drink nearby and no significant trade routes in the area. In other words, there's no reason to build anything on the site, let alone a castle. And the creator's seemingly nonsensical logic is also reflected in the architecture. Hoska Castle is incredibly easy to breach because it doesn't have any fortifications around its perimeter. At one point, it had large barrier walls, but they weren't located on the outside. They surrounded the inner courtyard. They were useless for keeping enemies out. But they could be used to trap something inside. And for reasons unknown, Hoska Castle also doesn't have a kitchen, which implies it was never meant for long-term stays. And most of its windows aren't functional. Interior walls block most from serving their one and only function. Whoever designed the structure went to great lengths to make sure that whatever was kept inside couldn't see out. There's also no easy way to get from the courtyard to the upper stories. The castle doesn't have stairways connecting the two. But nowhere is there more evidence to support the idea that Hoska was built to prevent hellish beasts from escaping into the wider world than inside the chapel. Dating back to the 15th century, the chapel's artwork may be some of the oldest in Europe. Most of the paintings are exactly what you'd expect to be hung in a medieval church. Various depictions of the Archangel Michael, the Crucifixion, and St. Christopher, the patron saint of travelers. But there's one unusual piece of art, a fresco of a creature not seen in any other European painting from the Middle Ages, a female centaur. A centaur is a mythical beast from Greek mythology with the upper body of a human and the lower body of a horse. Given its pagan roots, it's particularly odd that the centaur adorns the walls of a Christian church. Even stranger, from the way she holds her bow, it's clear the centaur is left-handed. Until very recently, this hereditary trait was associated with evil. In fact, the word sinister was originally derived from the Latin word for left. It's hard to explain why devout medieval architects would depict a pagan creature in a Christian chapel, unless it acted as a warning to those who entered, curious about what lurked in the darkness beneath its floorboards. Many historians agree that some kind of hole or chasm lies directly beneath the chapel. But it's hard to say for sure because a proper excavation has never been conducted. That said, there's other evidence that could point to a demonic presence within Hoska Castle besides its unusual layout and artwork. Many of its guests have reported ghost sightings, inexplicable events, and occult phenomena. According to legend, after the castle was built, it sat silent and alone for 300 years. Then, in the 17th century, the Thirty Years' War brought invaders into the largely unoccupied wilderness surrounding Hoska Castle. Historians have compared the Thirty Years' War to the World Wars of the 20th century. 
Protestants in Bohemia rebelled against their Catholic rulers and soon struck up alliances with other European powers. Eventually, the entire continent plunged into conflict, which is how a Swedish commander named Oronto stumbled upon Hoska Castle in 1639. When Oronto saw the towering parapets and ominous stone facade, he probably felt nervous. He wasn't ready for a sustained battle deep in the Bohemian forest. His men prepared to be greeted by whatever army lived inside, but mounted knights didn't come pouring out of the castle gates. Archers didn't rain arrows down on them from above. Nobody made any effort to defend the keep. They were only met with silence. And they soon learned why. The castle was totally empty. Oronto and his men crept inside, baffled by the strange layout and macabre artwork. Hoska didn't make sense, but there was no time to question. They were in the midst of a war and needed to seize whatever opportunity they could. Here was a fortress just waiting for the Swedes to seize. Their occupation marked a particularly brutal period in Bohemian history. Oronto gave his men free reign to plunder the countryside and terrorize locals. Due to a lack of historical record, it's unclear if he'd always had a cruel streak in him, but perhaps the demonic forces within Hoska drew out his most wicked impulses. According to some accounts, Oronto dabbled in magic and alchemy during his stay. When he caught wind of rumors that the castle hid a gateway to hell, he began performing rituals to try and harness its dark energy. These spells reportedly included animal sacrifice. It's unclear what specific incantations Oronto performed, but it's possible he practiced a Nordic rite called blut, or blood ritual. These spells featured a sacrifice to the gods in exchange for some kind of blessing, usually good weather, fertility, luck, or in some cases, eternal life. Whatever these rituals were, they had to have been unusually horrible. In time, the local people's rage outweighed their fear of Oronto. An anonymous citizen put a bounty on his head, 100 pieces of gold to whomever could kill him. The assassination wouldn't be easily pulled off. And if an attempt failed and the assassin got caught, they'd undoubtedly be tortured, executed, or both. But two hunters decided to risk the consequences. As the story goes, they snuck up to Hoska Castle during the night and spotted Oronto through a window, which must have been one of the few that wasn't walled off. One of the soldiers took aim with his bow and fired. A single shot was all it took. The Swedish commander's body slumped over his charms and potions, dead. But that wasn't the end of Oronto's story. Legend says that his angry ghost still wanders the halls to this day. As for his men, they were likely terrified of the dark forces their commander had been consorting with. Soon after his death, they vacated. Hoska Castle sat empty for another 200 years. The next account comes from 1836, when a Czech poet named Karel Hinek Maha passed through the area. 
Weary and longing for a warm fire and shelter, he decided to spend a night in Hoska. During his stay, he reportedly saw a swarm of creatures flying in the courtyard. He described them as black and winged, and insisted they weren't crows or bats. They didn't seem to be from this world at all. He set his terror aside and fell asleep in one of the chambers, but evil penetrated his dreams as well. That night, he had a terrifying vision. Maha later wrote that his soul left his body and drifted down below the chapel into the pit. From there, his consciousness traveled into the future. Specifically, he claimed he arrived in Prague in 2006. He met a girl who showed him what he called moving pictures in a small casket. This could have been Maha's way of describing a television. He also said that, quote, In darkness, I walked among high sandstone cliffs filled with holes that emitted an eerie yellow light from them. This could be his description of an area outside of modern-day Prague, where enormous blocks of apartment buildings cling to sandstone escarpments. Perhaps the eerie yellow lights he saw were incandescent bulbs glowing through hundreds of windows. If true, Maha's vision of 2006 was impressively accurate for someone writing and living in 1836. Perhaps Hoska Castle really did propel him into the future. Whatever the case, nobody wanted to repeat the poet's experience. After he left, the castle sat empty again, this time for roughly a century. Then, in the 1930s, the Nazis seized control. Soon after Hitler annexed the area, Hoska Castle found itself a part of the Third Reich. And it didn't take long for the invaders to repurpose the structure. There's no official record of what they used Hoska for, but there are a lot of rumors. One of the most popular explanations suggests that it was an outpost for the Lebensborn program. Meaning Fount of Life, this operation promoted Nazi eugenics, Women who'd been deemed racially pure gathered from all over German-occupied Europe to procreate with SS soldiers. A hidden fortress like Hoska Castle may have seemed like the perfect location to run the hideous program away from prying eyes. Another rumor suggests that the Nazis were interested in finding out as much as they could about the castle's allegedly supernatural pit. After all, Hitler had an obsession with the occult. He purportedly excused his genocidal campaigns with claims that German Aryans had paranormal gifts that other races didn't. His top generals studied witchcraft and claimed to believe that they had ancestors from the lost city of Atlantis. Nazi mysticism wasn't just ideological. They tried to put their magical beliefs into practice especially as 1945 neared and an Allied victory looked increasingly likely, the German army was desperate for powerful weapons. German officials collected books and manuscripts on witchcraft, the supernatural, and the occult. They stored the collection, which had more than 13,000 texts at Hoska Castle. But if any of the locals wanted to peruse the occult library, they were out of luck. Nazi-occupied Hoska was off-limits to the public. 
Given the lack of civilian oversight and the fact that there's no documentation to confirm exactly what the Nazis did there, it's impossible to separate truth from rumor, particularly because after the Germans lost the war, they vacated the castle and reportedly burned their libraries and archives. However, there are other macabre clues that may hint at what actually may have happened inside Hoska during the Nazi occupation. While renovating the site years later, construction workers unearthed decomposing bodies in the courtyard. Further examination revealed that they were Nazi officers who'd been executed. As for what they did to merit the death penalty, that's anyone's guess. Perhaps like Oronto before them, the German officers committed ritual murders to appease whatever demonic powers dwelled within Hoska. After World War II ended, Czech communists seized Hoska and declared it off-limits to visitors. It's hard to say why, because the party didn't use the castle. It sat empty for 50 years. Until 1999, when the castle opened to the public for the first time in history. Today, the castle hosts dozens of tour groups every week, every spring, summer, and fall. Given the size of the crowds, you'd think that Hoska's mysteries would have been solved long ago. But the opposite is true. There are more unnerving accounts now than ever before. Coming up, we'll investigate some of Hoska Castle's more recent paranormal events. Now, back to the story. Legends of Hoska Castle have drawn occultists and magicians to the fortress for hundreds of years. After the Nazis allegedly conducted arcane rituals within its walls, the communists closed the castle to the public. According to Baba Studio, a group that hosts magic-themed tours of Prague and the surrounding area, the new communist powers briefly converted the castle into an infirmary. However, it's hard to find much corroborating evidence, or for that matter, any details about what sort of tragedies the patients may have faced within Hoska's walls. But assuming this account is true, the structure didn't operate as a hospital for long. It was unoccupied again by the mid-1970s. Then, in the winter of 1974 and 1975, six musicians broke into the derelict structure. They were members of a band called the Plastic People of the Universe, and trespassing charges were the least of their worries. They were a progressive rock-turned-experimental band with heavily Western influences, and the communist government was cracking down on groups like theirs. The Plastic People wanted to record their first album, and Hoska Castle seemed like the perfect place. It was far enough outside of Prague that nobody would overhear their guitar, drums, and saxophones. Even if someone did notice strange tones ringing through the stone walls, they'd probably attribute the sound to demons. Astonishingly, the band did make several tracks inside Hoska's walls and distributed them in France. But they couldn't evade the Czech authorities for long. In 1976, the police arrested several musical acts, including the Plastic People, on organized disturbance of the peace charges. While they languished in prison, a group of Czech intellectuals protested their incarceration and published a manifesto called Charter 77. 
This declaration and the people who wrote it were instrumental in inciting a series of events that ended with the communist government's overthrow in 1989. From the Swedish army to Nazi Germany to the Czech Communist Party, doom seems to befall whoever controls the castle. Luckily, Hoska hasn't been tied to any more nationwide disasters since. Today, anyone can visit the castle and explore the premises. There are ghost tours geared toward providing information about Hoska Castle's haunted past. Assuming you actually participate in the tour, some never make it inside. The moment they set foot on the castle grounds, they feel an irresistible compulsion to escape. Others brave the interior only to claim that they have extremely bad luck once they leave. Some people allege that after they park near the castle, their cars won't start until they replace the battery. In 2009, a couple named Hannah and Tyler McGee visited the castle with their dog, Bobo. As soon as they parked their car, Bobo began barking and tugging at his leash. Maybe he'd seen a squirrel or was restless from the long drive. But after a couple of minutes, Bobo still hadn't calmed down. Hannah and Tyler knew something was agitating him, but they couldn't tell what. Then, Bobo's unease spread. Hannah felt a pit in her stomach, and despite the fact they were entirely alone, Tyler couldn't shake feeling like something was watching them. The couple tried not to let the lingering sense of dread get to them, but as they pulled out of the parking lot later, Hannah and Tyler were happy to be headed home. But they didn't realize their troubles had only just begun. Hannah and Tyler both worked on the evening they visited Hoska. Once their shifts were over, they found their vehicle wasn't where they left it. The car had vanished. Luckily, a couple of hours later, the local police found it. As best as they could tell, a thief had stolen the car and then abandoned it soon afterward. On its own, their account simply sounds like a frustratingly bad night. But given how many others have also met misfortune after leaving Hoska Castle, it's worth considering whether there's more to the pattern than meets the eye. In spite of the claims of risk, some brave souls still host conferences and events inside Hoska. Occultists, UFO experts, and mystics often congregate to experience paranormal phenomena firsthand. The castle is also a popular wedding venue. According to one of Hoska's current owners, a woman named Zuzana Pavlik Shimonkova, it's not uncommon for guests to faint during ceremonies. Apparently, the undercurrent of malevolence is strong enough to ruin any bride's special day. Zuzana's father and the castle's co-owner, Yaromir Shimonik, was an eyewitness to one of Hoska's strange events. One night, he invited some friends over for drinks on the castle's third floor. Suddenly, Yaromir's glass started to move around the table on its own. The drink lifted up into the air and hung there for several minutes. Eventually, it lowered itself back down. Every guest present corroborated Yaromir's account. After decades of swirling rumors and alleged demonic sightings, a TV show called World's Scariest Hauntings profiled the castle. 
The crew left several motion-activated cameras scattered through the structure overnight. On numerous occasions, the devices turned on to capture footage of drifting mist, inexplicable dancing lights, and a few times, seemingly empty rooms. Later, the ghost hunters used handheld thermometers to search for cold pockets, commonly thought to be a sign that a spirit is nearby. When they stepped into a room that's adjacent to the chapel, the temperature suddenly dropped. The episode ended with an interview with Susanna. Confronted with evidence that something supernatural dwelled at Hoska, she said, I hope it is haunted, and I also hope that the forces are only good. It's strange to think that anyone would hope spirits dwell on their property. That said, Yaromir and Zuzana have a lot to gain from the stories and rumors about Hoska. They drive tourism. It's possible the stories about Hoska Castle have been fabricated or embellished by property managers and tour guides. But this still doesn't explain the building's strange layout or its dark history. It's undeniable that Hoska was meant to contain something. The question is, what? Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We'll be back next time with part two of Hoska Castle. For more information on Hoska Castle, amongst the many sources we used, we found Geographic's YouTube video, Hoska Castle, Europe's Gateway to Hell, and researchers' YouTube video, Gateway to Hell, a scary castle in Northern Bohemia, extremely helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Russell Nash with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Matt McGregor, with writing assistance by Angela Jorgensen and Connor Sampson, fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein, and research by Bradley Klein. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rosner. Thank you.